Well, greetings once again. This is Dr. Bill Bailey, and this is the Traditional Naturopath Podcast. Glad you could join us. We basically get together and discuss some things about natural health every so often. (laughs) Not on a regular weekly basis, but basically as uh, information becomes available and I I run across some things that I want to share with you, I go ahead and share it in the Traditional Naturopath Podcast. Let's look at some of the things we talked about on the Traditional Nature Path blog. By the way, that blog is available for you. You uh, can just read all the information that I have posted out there that has been made available through the years. I started back in November of 2005 uh, posting this information, and and, uh, a lot of it doesn't expire. You know what I mean by that? It doesn't... uh, doesn't change it's still good solid information so i encourage you to go out to the blog which is www.traditionalnaturopath.com and of course that is t-r-a-d-i-t-i-o-n-a-l traditional and the naturopath this is run together all as one word n-a-t-u-r-o-p-a-t-h traditionalnaturopath.com Let's look at our item uh, since the last uh, podcast, which was number 55. This is number 60. And uh, the the one right after that podcast, the post there, is vitamin use cuts down on cancer deaths. Now, give you a little background on this. There has been a concerted effort among the media. You know, they seem to have agendas. <laughs> and they get on a tear. And... One of the things that they got onto here, and well, have been actually for probably a couple of years now, is that there's just no use in vitamins. Vitamins are just useless. And of course, I have a theory about that. There's a lot of folks that are in the uh, pharmaceutical industry, and uh, those folks, you, you know, in order to have a viable business, they've got to have people to take the drugs right (laughs) and so that means you need sick people and one way to have sick people is to tell them they don't need proper nourishment (laughs) you say oh dr bill that sounds like a conspiracy theory well you know uh call it what you will i think it's just an observation (laughs) it's merely an observation that in order for people to sell drugs you got to have sick people if you're going to have sick people they need to be people who are basically partaking of what we call SAD, the standard American diet, which is SAD, believe me. Anyway, point is, people are not getting the nutrition that they need, either because they're not eating properly, which is, of course, number one, but also because people who are trying to eat properly are eating foods that have been depleted of nutrients, foods that are grown in massively huge farms under highly chemically treated um, artificial methods don't have the natural nutrients like farms that would be organically produced where the, the soil is allowed to rest and it's properly nourished with natural organic fertilizers and so forth. Natural is always better. That's just been my observation and my experience. But at any rate, for whatever reason, people are not 
being nourished the way they should. They're not getting all the nutrients that they need. Now, one way to offset that is supplementation. Supplementation is simply taking the nutrients in their raw form through vitamins and then beyond that, beyond the vitamins and minerals and supplementation, there's also herbal preparations that can be used to uh, forego some of the problems that might occur because of this lack of nutrition. Now, naturopaths strive for a condition called homeostasis. That's a long, you know, (laughs) official sounding word. But basically what it means is, let's put it this way, harmony between your body and nature. Homeostasis. A point at which your body is at its best. And in order to get there, you need nutrition. In order to get nutrition, you need to watch what you're eating. Beyond that, you need to eat things that are nutritionally healthy. You know, let's take an apple. If you put an apple, nice red apple, organically grown, just a beautiful piece of fruit. You put that out on the table and just leave it. Don't touch it. Don't mess with it. Just leave it. What's going to happen? It's going to start getting darker. It's going to start shriveling. The skin is going to get all, uh, you know, it almost looks like it's shrinking away from the skin. And the skin will start to pucker. And what's happening there? People say, well, of course, the fruit's rotting. Yeah, but what's actually happening is the enzymes within the fruit begin to digest the fruit the enzymes present in the fruit itself begin to digest the fruit, begin to to cause it to rot because the enzymes help digest it. Well, those enzymes, those natural enzymes that are in the fruit, that's what you need. If that's removed and the fruit, you could set it on the table and it never rot, <laughs> it, it's obviously missing those enzymes that cause it to be easily digested. Same thing with all other kinds of foods. You have to have the natural enzymes there in order for it to be processed and broken down by your body. In other words, what appears to be a rotting process that we can observe as the fruit sits on the table, those enzymes will help your body digest that fruit if you eat it. Obviously, you want to eat it before it rots. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying. The point is that There have been those whose agenda, it seems, is to dissuade people from the use of vitamins, minerals, supplementation. And the media has picked up on that particular mantra from those that have an agenda. And they've been saying, well, vitamins, minerals, supplementation, that doesn't help you. Well, there's been some studies that have been done. And this one is very interesting that we highlight here on the blog. It's an article that says that vitamin use is associated with lower breast cancer deaths. 
And it says here, breast cancer is a condition feared by women worldwide, even though in many cases there are effective treatments. Medical News Today notes that breast cancer is the most common invasive cancer in females across the world. MedPage Today reported on October 10th of 2013, vitamin use tied to lower breast cancer death. An analysis of data from the Women's Health Initiative showed postmenopausal breast cancer patients had a significantly decreased risk of dying of the disease if they consumed multivitamins and minerals. Overall use of multivitamins with minerals has been found to be associated with, listen to this, a 30% lower likelihood of breast cancer mortality in women who were taking the vitamins at diagnosis. Now, that's significant. 30% fewer cancer deaths from those that are taking supplementation. In other words, basically getting better better nutrition is helping them survive and thrive even though they've been diagnosed with cancer. Now, that's a significant finding. Don't let people tell you that vitamins and mineral supplementation is not beneficial because it is. Studies are showing that. And again, there are those that have an agenda to tell you that it's not the case, but it is the case. Now obviously you've got to get good vitamins and minerals. Don't just go to the local drugstore and pick up the cheapest thing you can find and say, well, okay, I'm taking vitamins and minerals. No, find a good source. I mean, the best source is good solid food that is organically grown and natural but if you must take supplementation if if you know your food is not going to give you the nutrition that you need but for whatever reason find good sources find good non-artificial sources of these various vitamins and minerals it will do you good to do a little research all right, next item. These onions may be good for your heart. Now, these tearless onions that the uh, article talks about have been basically bred and are, are similar or related to garlic. And, of course, we know the benefits of garlic to the cardiovascular system. This is an article from Bioscience Technology. Onions, a key ingredient in recipes around the world, come in tier, a tearless version that scientists are now reporting could pack health benefits like its close relative, garlic, which is renowned for protecting against heart disease. They published their laboratory analysis, which suggests a similar heart-friendly role for these tearless onions, as well as a possible role in maintaining or managing um, weight gain, in other words, preventing weight gain, in ACS Journal of agricultural and food chemistry. Colin Eady and his colleagues note that the onion has a unique chemistry that leads to its tear-inducing effects when cut. Its pungency has driven cooks to don goggles, clench wooden spoons in their mouths, or try other usually futile attempts to prevent crying at the cutting board. An answer could arrive in the form of a new type of onion that makes less of the protein blame for making eyes tear up and burn. Edie's team has developed such a uh, version which instead 
makes a sulfur compound similar to the one in cut garlic that may be the key to its cardiovascular benefits. Many people eat garlic cloves or take it as a nutritional supplement in pill form to reduce the clumping of platelets in blood, which can lead to blood clots and clogged arteries. Garlic has also been shown to reduce weight gain. They wanted to know whether the new onion might also have similar positive effects on health. So they found that in lab tests, the extract from the tearless onion significantly reduced platelet clumping compared to regular onions or even garlic. In other words, it was more effective than even garlic. Other results showed that the new onion had about the same anti-inflammatory properties as the original. Also, preliminary testing in rats showed that the tearless onion could help control weight gain more so than regular onions or garlic. That's pretty good. Pretty good information. Now, talking about weight gain there reminds me I, I, I need to give you a report on where I'm at in terms of my weight loss as some of you may know and have listened to the traditional naturopath podcast through the years I have had to struggle with weight okay a lot of people do and there's all kinds of factors there's genetic factors and so forth but there's also factors of just eating too much <laughs> and I shared in my last uh, podcast about how I'm losing weight and what my methodology is here and uh, I hit a, a slow spot but I can report that, that now I am losing once again got past my my little hump there <laughs> and I have lost another pound and you say oh Dr. Bill another pound that's not a lot well it's that much alright so far I have lost 145 pounds I had somebody tell me at work I said, <laughs> they told me said my goodness you've lost one of me. <laughs> Amen. I thought, that's pretty good. I've lost a whole person so far. <laughs> well, I got a, probably another whole person to go yet, but that's okay because patience is a virtue. You stick with it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I just wanted to share that with you that it is continuing. And, uh, you know, uh, I am thankful that I have not gained back, but I am rather continuing to lose. That's always a good thing. And I tell you what I'm feeling, oh, just so much better. So uh, I, I would ask that you hold a good thought and pray for me and, and uh, agree with me that I will continue to successfully pursue that particular operation of losing weight because it it is a tremendous benefit. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Next item here, how to boost your immune system. Now, this is from another blog, another natural health blog. Uh, she calls it Margaret's Natural Health Blog. And uh, this is really good information. Now, she is posting it in her blog uh, concerning having a boost for the immune system uh, during the flu season. Now, I make a statement here that you need to remember that your immune system should be in top shape at all times, not just special times of the year when people are more aware of the chances of getting the flu. Now I realize, you know, the weather changes and people's habits change, and there's all kinds of reasons that this is called flu season in the fall of the year. But really, flu season is a bit of a misnomer in this sense. You can catch the flu anytime. 
that your immune system is compromised. Now, when I say compromised, I don't mean compromised to the point of, of you know, uh, critical disease-inducing immune deficiency. You know what I'm saying? Where it, the fact that your immune system is so compromised that it's life-threatening. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about even slightly impaired immune system can cause you to be more susceptible to disease. So what's the answer? The answer is boost your immune system. Do things, eat things that will help your immune system be strong and vital. And before I get into this article, you know know what one of the best ways to keep your immune system strong is to exercise it. (laughs) Dr. Bill, how do you exercise your immune system? Don't be so germaphobic. (laughs) This sounds counterintuitive, but it's true. What do I mean by that? There are people that are so germaphobic that they are washing their hands all the time with antibiotic soap, you know, and antiseptics, and they won't touch anything dirty. They, they're just so, oh, so frustrated because they're constantly trying to avoid germs. Now, what happens when that mentality is in operation? Well, you stay away from germs... And your immune system gets weaker. In other words, you're not helping yourself. You're actually hurting yourself. Your immune system needs to be challenged just like muscles need to be challenged. You build a muscle by working it, working it, working it, consistently exercising. Now, you can't see me. This is an audio podcast, but I'm moving my arms. I'm working my arms as I'm talking here because I imagine you know, having weights in my arms. Because you exercise your muscles in order to build them up. You exercise your immune system in order to build it up. Now, I'm not saying go out and get in the middle of the nastiest mud hole and waller around, you know. But I am saying don't avoid life. Don't avoid people. Don't avoid getting out and living your life. Because if you'll do that, you'll be exposed at a low level to things that will challenge your immune system a bit. And what's going to happen? You're going to build it up. You're going to strengthen it because it'll be exercised, so to speak. Okay? So don't be like Howard Hughes. You know, Howard Hughes, back in the day, he he avoided germs at all costs. He was nutty about it. And that actually is counterproductive to having a strong immune system. Even, and I I say it this way, (laughs) bless the hearts, even some scientists have been doing some studies have found out that, you know, maybe we are a little too germ conscious because kids that, and this, this sounds gross, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that it sounds gross, but they actually did a study, and I'm amazed they did this study, but they did a study that found out that children that Have you ever seen a kid, let me just be just as blunt as I can with you. Have you ever seen a kid that picks her nose and then eats it? (laughs) I'm not encouraging that. However, they did a study, believe it or not, and found out that the kids that do that when they're little kids, they have better immune systems. Because they're exposed to germs and it challenges their body and their body 
has to fight those germs off. Now, you know, you don't do that and, and immediately get sick, but it does challenge it enough that it builds the immune system. And I'm not encouraging you to do that. Please understand. <laughs> what I'm saying is, life's messy. <laughs> Things around you are messy. Don't let that bother you. Yeah, that's just life. That's living, okay? <laughs> Oh my, there's some of you out there going, ooh. <laughs> Hang in there, it'll be all right. Let's keep going here with Margaret's health blog. She says, uh, whether you're concerned about colds or flu, here are some great natural strategies for helping you build your immune system. Let's review a bit about viruses and immune function. Viruses are opportunistic and function like scavengers. If the host is healthy, and there's nothing to scavenge, the virus will not be successful. An average body is somewhat easy to bring into balance and keep well. You want to make sure you're eating well-balanced meals. We just talked about that a little while ago. Get plenty of sleep. That's very important. Exercising and drinking plenty of water. Boy, I could, I could do a whole podcast on the benefits of drinking water. Being properly hydrated. We won't get into it today, but maybe I'll pick that up here in the not-too-distant future. If you're concerned about decreased immunity due to stress and what I call fast living, this is what Margaret says here, which we all do from time to time, my typical immune recommendations will work well for you. I love a product called Elderberry Defense. It is a combination of elderberry, vitamin D, vitamin D, that's important. Another whole podcast on that we could do. Echinacea and olive leaf. So elderberry, vitamin D, echinacea, olive leaf. This is what I give my son. He doesn't get sick enough to miss school unless he doesn't take it. It comes in chewable gummy form for kids and in a capsule form for those who can swallow. Both work well and are a repeat favorite among mothers. She goes on to say, I'm also a big fan of olive leaf extract. I like olive leaf extract myself. I've, I've taken that for some time myself. Olive leaf extract and grapefruit seed extract. Uh, One of what, she obviously sells vitamins and and minerals and so forth. She says this is one of her best sellers, a product called Defense Plus. It is a blend of grapefruit seed extract, vitamin C, echinacea, and several types of mushrooms. Defense Plus is a go-to remedy for almost anything infectious you can swallow if you can swallow the large pills. Some people take one per day of either Defense Plus or high-quality olive leaf to stay well. I personally take olive leaf. I have for years. The last time I got really sick was when I ran out of my favorite brand of olive leaf and took another one, which I no longer sell. Now, see, this points out what I was saying earlier about getting a good brand, getting something that is truly natural and efficacious and and actually is beneficial for you, not just some packaged highly processed product that all the all the good beneficial flavonoids and so forth have been stripped out of. So get a good resource for this. Uh, there are other products worth mentioning that work. Colostrum, thymus extract, vitamin C, zinc, echinacea, uh, probiotics. All these are good immune builders. On the average body, any of these or any combination will work. It's not 
average bodies that will have trouble. These tend to be out of balance to begin with. They tend to be overrun with problems of congestion, inflammation, and excess acidity. Now, again, that, that's a topic we could go off on and, and chase a rabbit down a rabbit trail on that. Excess acidity is a breeding ground for all kinds of disease, not to mention uh, cancer. Thrives in an acidic environment in your body. You want your body to be more toward base than acidic. And of course, I'm talking about from an, an acidity level here. Highly acidic one direction, base or alkaline the other direction. Okay? Um, you want your body to be more toward the alkaline direction than the acidic direction. Uh, anyway, again, we could get off on that. There are, uh, they're not as hard to balance as they tend to be a disease waiting to happen. Bringing these bodies into balance is more of a challenge. I would recommend a whole body cleanse along with some diet changes for these types of bodies. The two key problems I see are yeast and fungus and eating too many refined foods. That goes back to SAD again, standard American diet. Mainly white flour and white sugar. Balancing the diet and getting rid of yeast fungus will give a virus less to scavenge. With some balance restored, this kind of body will respond well to typical immune builders, but may have to double or triple the average dose to get results. I can usually predict the first outbreak of cold or flu when I was in school. I'll be the first, it would be the fir- after the first bout of cold, rainy weather, and is usually after Thanksgiving. It seems to be a combination of rich food, <laughs> Thanksgiving, virus exchange with cousins, because you see more family, and cold weather that keeps us inside. You're not outside where you can get sunlight, so it leads to vitamin D deficiency that yields the first wave. So see, these are all combinations of causes or of conditions that can lead to this, but it doesn't have to. If you stay out in the sun and get sunlight, get vitamin D, you know, you can. it can be cold and you can be outside and get some sunlight. And if you watch what you eat and don't eat super rich foods constantly, all the time, you can actually do some things that will prevent this from being the norm. People just accept it like it's just that's the way it is. It doesn't have to be. Cold and flu outbreaks also come from what she calls here fast living. <laughs> this is what we need to be prepared. This is when we get run down from things like following the football team to all their games while continuing all your normal activities, going to work, you know, doing everything you normally do, and then still trying to do all this extra. You burn yourself out, which means more stress, less rest, and that leads to immune deficiencies. Watch for times of decreased immunity and boost yours naturally so you can stay well and enjoy life. This is what Margaret says in her blog here. Now let me add to that that what you can do if you will take some of these natural supplements, vitamins, beneficial foods, cut down on your stress level, and don't be so germaphobic so that you do challenge your immune system a bit, keep it strong, you can go through what's called flu season without a trace of the flu. It's been done, I know, because I've done it. (laughs) All right, so watch yourself during what most folks call flu season and understand their reasons 
why this happens to so many people. It's anecdotal evidence, actually. People just, oh, see, they're getting the flu. Look at all these people getting the flu. Look at what they're doing. Look at their lifestyle. Look at what they're eating. Then you'll see why it's happening. All right? Well, I trust this information has been useful for you. I encourage you to continue to to read our blog, The Traditional Nature Path, at traditionalnaturepath.com. And remember, I always tell you this. It's very important. You are the person most responsible for your own personal health.